Welcome back to the Risk Report. This is episode 94. I want to say thank you for being here. Um, this one might actually be a little tougher for me for some reason. <clears throat> um, just to like give you guys insight onto what I've been doing the last three weeks since I last uh, last hopped on. For some reason, um, I started having these panic attacks and like anxiety attacks and trouble breathing and um, you know heart racing type of shit. So today's podcast is gonna be a little bit about mental health, I guess, and and dealing with that kind of newfound thing that I'm going through and um, and maybe in a sense that's a little bit therapeutic for myself and, and maybe for others that are dealing with things of that nature. Um, I just want to say real quick, you know, I had an overwhelming amount of people reach out to me when I did post that on my Instagram that I was dealing with this type of shit. <clears throat> and I kind of reached out for help, um, tips or things of that nature, things that might help. And the responses were overwhelming. And the amount of people that go through that is overwhelming. So, you know, if you think that if you're listening to this and, and you have anxieties, kind of severe anxieties for whatever reason or panic attacks or whatever mental health you may be going through, just know that there is probably tons and tons and tons of other people going through the same shit. And that I think if we talk about it and kind of give each of our insights and what helps us and this and that, <clears throat> then I think it'll just be good all around. I think it'll be good for people to talk about. Um, for me, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on with me. I really don't know. Um, I guess I'll backtrack. I had been having this pain in my stomach for a couple weeks, months, maybe. A month at least. Um, definitely back in October. I was having this weird pain in my lower right abdomen area. And so, of course, that had me worried. But I would just keep brushing it off. And... Um, there was just one day where I really, where I was like, fuck it, finally, I'll go, I'll go to like an MD now and, and get it checked out. Went to the MD now, and I think that they were like checking everything, and they pretty much just brushed it off and said, oh, everything's fine. You know, it's definitely not your appendix, because that's what I was worried about. Is like, oh, shit, am I, am I having... I gonna have an appendicitis or my, do I have a hernia or something? I gotta get this checked out, right? And it wasn't that. We talked about my diet and everything, and I told the lady, the doctor, <clears throat> the physician that I had been eating acai bowls three three times a day, <laughs> two three times a day for a couple months. And uh, you know, me thinking that I'm trying to be healthy, eating these two times a day, three times a day, sometimes for a couple months. Um, she, she showed me that, oh, well, 
you know, there's they're made up of these little seeds. These acai has these little these little seeds, and um, they can get inflamed in your in your colon, right? And so I was like, okay, okay, that kind of calmed me down a little bit. And then I would say two days after that, I was just chilling, still had that same ongoing discomfort. It was all day. I mean, this was for months. It was just all day that kind of uncomfortable feeling in my right abdomen. And um, had the day off. I think this was after the hurricane. So I had the day off and I'm chilling. I think I'm working on music or whatever I'm doing. I smoke a little bit. And then, oh my God, dude, I just start fucking losing it. I start shaking. I start like really overthinking everything and I start freaking the fuck out. And um, I go outside. I try to breathe some fresh air. I just keep telling myself, dude, chill out, relax. You just got way too high or something. Just relax, right? And then I'm thinking of all the things that I've, that I've done that I think I'm, you know, I, I pretty much just start overwhelming myself by overthinking and thinking of fucked up shit that might be going on with me. I mean, I go and I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a shower. And so I go take a shower, try to relax. Did not help. You know, I turn the shower off after like a 20 minute shower and I'm fucking shaking, just visibly shaking. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And, um, so I'm like, all right, I get dressed. I go out to a Walgreens for whatever reason. I was like, let me just go about my day. Try and try and be around people. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I get to the Walgreens. I forget what it is I buy. And when I get in the car, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm driving. I'm, I'm still freaking out. You know, it's like, I think I gave myself a time where it was like, all right, I've been freaking out since like two o'clock. If by three o'clock, three thirty, I'm not okay. I'm driving myself to the hospital. So 3.30 rolls around. I said, fuck it. I'm driving to the hospital. So I drove myself to the hospital. And I go there and I'm like, listen, this pain in my abdomen and this and that. And I'm sitting in the chair of the hospital. And now I'm even more freaking out, even more anxiety out, right? I'm alone. I'm just fucking shaking in the chair. Now I'm scared that I'm at the hospital. What the fuck are they going to find? What is this? I'm freaking out. And I get into the office. They finally call me in after maybe 15 minutes. And um, they start taking my blood pressure and start checking my heart and all that shit. And they see that my heart is fucking racing. And I'm telling them my symptoms and this and that. So they move me over to the room and they stick an IV in me and they start kind of poking and prodding me and all that shit. And... Once I'm, and like, I'm visibly calm, but inside I'm internally freaking the fuck out, right? So the nurses were talking to me and I was just telling them, I'm like, honestly, I'm, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm freaking out. And they're like, why, why? And so I just tell them, I don't know, you know? So they start, I get CT scans, I get blood work done. I get all this shit done and they, same thing. They kind of resulted to the, the diet right? What I've been eating. That's probably what's causing this discomfort in my, in my abdomen. 
And so they gave me all the results and everything after a few hours. And they were like, all right, you're free to go. You're fine. And after that, after leaving the, the ER, I just had this lightheadedness. Maybe I, I completely stressed myself out to the point where I was just so fucking lightheaded. And, um, and so I went home, whatever, calmed down a little bit. Cause now I'm all filled up with the fluids and all that stuff. And they didn't find anything. I'm fine. I'm healthy. So go to bed. I wake up, go to work the next day. And, um, I get to work. I make it through the first class that I'm teaching. And then, you know, we have a break in between. And I go up to the principal. I'm like, listen, man, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with me. I went to the hospital yesterday. They, they couldn't find anything. But today I'm like super lightheaded. I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I lay down on the couch <clears throat> for about an hour. And I just try to chill out. And it won't go away. This lightheadedness won't go away. Won't go away. So they send me home. And then I think there I just started deducing things, right? I just started going, okay, this fucking vape that I'm hitting, I'm no longer hitting this vape, right? This nicotine HQD vape that I was hitting so that I wouldn't smoke cigarettes. I'm not doing that because that's what the lightheadedness felt like. It felt like that. Instead of a 10-second like lightheadedness that you'd get from hitting the thing, it was 24 hours a day. I mean, so much so that the following after, after Friday, Saturday, I was woke up same shit, extremely lightheaded to the point, and migraines to the point where I had to just fucking lay in bed with an ice pack and a towel over my face. That's the only thing that would kind of keep me chill, keep me calm, make that, make it a little easier to deal with. And I think I was doing that all morning. And then I got to a point around midday where I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to sit here, lay here with a fucking towel in my, on my face and waste away the day and just feel sorry for myself and feel whatever the fuck I'm feeling. Like, I'm not going to deal with this shit. So I got up and I decided to go skate, right? Um, first, I went and skated outside in the parking lot. I said, let me, let me just see if this helps. And boom, that was the only thing that kind of brought me a little bit back. I went out and I skated and I skated perfect. I was landing every trick I, I was practicing, I was doing, and I was skating well and comfortably. And not off balance. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to the skate park. And I went to the skate park, drove there, skated for about two hours. And finally driving back home, I called my mom and shit. And I'm like, this is the only thing that that brought me back to somewhat normal. Like, that's the only thing that helped me. And then... um, And then I go about, so that was Saturday. Then Sunday, I think I go skate as well. I just try to keep active. Then I go to the gym on Monday. And and then it was like, there were certain days 
that were really giving me hard times. Um, so those were the days. The days were the, the day that I went to the hospital. That's when I really noticed a kind of a freaking out effect. And then um, the Saturday, Friday and then Saturday. So two days in a row. So those three days back to back were just really tough for me. And then throughout that week, I think I was mostly good. I think I was mostly okay, but then I was having little anxiety attacks and, um, you know, trouble breathing or ha- not not necessarily like trouble, like breathing, like catching a breath, like, like that. It was more of like I'd start overthinking and it was like I'd have to really focus on my breathing. Like really just focusing on on the breathing and kind of internally freaking out. And the thing is, <clears throat> is I feel like I don't get too stressed or I don't allow myself to get too stressed over things. I kind of brush things away, say it's not a big fucking deal, right? But I, I'm starting to think that maybe I just bottle a lot of things down. <clears throat> and so... um this past week, this Thursday, um, I had another one. I, I mean, and I'm telling you, I've been cutting off the the vape pen. I'm not smoking weed because that's what I think really will push me over the edge to overthink and then freak out. Um, if I do, it's going to be like one hit of anything. I'll just take a little hit and that's it. But, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not hitting the vape. I'm not, um, I'm cutting off caffeine, right? Like I'm trying not to drink caffeine because I love coffee. I love drinking coffee. I love, you know, but I think that those are all things that will kind of get you going. And, um, at least for now, you know what I mean? At least for now, I'll maybe introduce it here and there, but I'm trying to really cut things out and weed out things to figure out what the fuck is going on with me? Because I really don't know. And so Thursday um, at lunch, I'm having my lunch. And I get offered a soda because they were offering sodas at work for, you know, just giving thanks. Here, you want snacks and a soda and blah, blah, blah. So I, I haven't drank a soda in maybe two weeks. I said, sure, I'll take a soda, you know, with my fucking lunch. That sounds really good. I drink half of the soda. I eat my meal. And then, boom, I have one of those fucking kind of things where it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm having trouble breathing and I'm really got to focus on breathing. And now I'm kind of freaking out about it. And, um, and I mean, I taught a whole class like that. Just holding my chest and walking around and <laughs> teaching a class, trying to keep it all together. And I did. I kept it all together and it was fine because... I'm Roman the motherfucking stoic, right? I, I can, you know, hammered or whatever, any of that. You you will never tell because I'm I'm me always, right? I can keep myself in control. But internally, I was freaking out, right? Internally, I'm really having to focus on this breathing bullshit. I don't know what the hell's going on. And, you know, I'm talking to my coworkers about it because I know some of them have dealt with these types of things before. I know some of them may take medications for these types of things and so and um and 
luckily, you know, this coworker has been worried about me and, and, and thinks about me. And she went and spoke with the principal and he came up and he talked to me and, um, you know, I could visibly see that they're worried about me and, uh, he let me go home. I mean, the day was over, but he's like, yeah, just go, go a little early and go home and rest, you know? And when he got out of the classroom, man, I just, I broke down and cried. Because I don't know what the hell is going on. You know, I don't know what the fuck is going on with me. And I don't want to, you know, have people be worried about me. Or, and I want to be a dependable person. I know that I am dependable. And I've shown up to this point always that they can depend on me. So I shouldn't even be worried about that type of bullshit. But it's hard when you've you've got it all together and then all of a sudden I feel like I don't. And I feel like my relationships are suffering with people for some reason because of it. Because I'm not really myself right now. And I don't know if I'm going through changes. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, but I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start seeing a therapist and, you know, make it known that I do not want to be on medication. I do not even want to try it unless it's really that bad, but it's not that bad, right? It's, I'm in control of it. It's just a big discomfort and annoying thing to deal with. But for the most part, I know what it is. I know that I'm, I'm just freaking out for some reason. I know that I have some severe OCD. You know, I've talked about this before on my podcast, that there's these certain things I got to do, these certain rituals I got to do before blah, 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 leaving the house and this and that. So I know that I have that type of anxiety, controlledness or whatever. Um, and I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think I've just been bottling things in for a long fucking time. Um, although I'm open about it, although I have this podcast, and I think this podcast does help a lot, where I do talk and I and I am, for the most part, really open, really an open person. But I think growing up as as a as a man and kind of that expectation that men have or, or responsibility, whatever you might want to call it. It's more of like dealing with things and then just moving on and rising above. And for the most part, I've always felt like, oh, well, I go through these things and I try to, I, I feel like I, how can I, how can I word it? Um, whether it's grieving or a loss or, pain of some sort, you know, mental, emotional pain, traumas, right? I just kind of, I take it in, I reflect about it. It's not like I completely bury it, but then I do kind of move on. But I'm starting to think that maybe, maybe that's all, all within me. And it's just kind of all gotten to a point where, boom, I gotta, I gotta release, right? And that might be the release because like I said, I'm not stressing about my work. You know, work has been great. The people at my job 
are so f- supportive. Everyone around me is so supportive in, at work. Um, my friends, when it comes to the music scene, my my colleagues, right? My peers, they're so supportive. They're there for me. They, they've been seeing that I'm dealing with some shit. I've been talking to them. And um, shout out Matt Brown, you know? One thing Matt Brown... Matt Brown was one of the first that I was kind of talking to about it because it was like right after it happened. I'd go to his shows and stuff. Um, I go to his shows every week to show support, to take pictures. And so there was no different after that week. It's like that Sunday after going through all that shit, I'm like, fucking, I got to go. I I think being around people and I think being social is going to help me. So shout out to Matt Brown because... He's been real supportive and, you know, he said, even if it's three o'clock in the morning, give me a call, right? Like that, that really, I haven't, I haven't taken him up on the offer yet. I'm going to give the guy this, the respect to sleep. I haven't had to do that. Um, but it's nice knowing that people are there and that they've got my back if I need it. So. You know, it's not like I'm necessarily stressed about money. Yeah, could I? Do I want some more money? Do I wish I had some more money to, to make it easier to pay bills and this and that? Sure, but I'm here. Okay, I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm every day's a fucking blessing, right? These are all things I realize. So to me, this anxiety shit is is just coming so out of left field. Um. And which is why I kind of want to get get to talking to a therapist. I will say this. That I don't think I mentioned this in the podcast. But a month ago, on the way to work, there was a really bad accident. A really, really bad accident. And the traffic was really long. I mean, so much so, I think I was like 30 minutes late or something. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, and I got off at a certain exit. I got off on Belvedere. And that's exactly where the crash had happened. I didn't know this where I got off. You know, people were just kept passing by, passing by. So I decided to go off on that exit. I said, fuck, go off on that exit. And I see the accident and I see a man's body over the windshield, over the hood of the car, clearly lifeless. And I see that still very ingrained in my head, right? Got one of those uh, lime green, like, um, workers kind of uh, shirts, right? And so I'm getting off uh, on Belvedere, and boom, I see the accident right there on this median guess they crashed right into it i mean i see i'm seeing a dead body at seven o'clock in the morning and it really really fucked me up it fucked me up that day that week and um i mean i went in the church and i prayed for the guy i i prayed when i saw that i just started you know praying for that soul that, that lost their lives that day, whoever that guy might have been, and the the family, you know, 
and maybe I did talk about this, I don't know. But I think that seeing that might have really triggered something internally, some traumatic stress thing internally for me without me realizing it at all. Um, and then on top of that, kind of my own little discomfort that I was having for, for months, for a month or so. And it ended up being those acai bowls. Can you believe that shit? Cause I stopped eating that shit and I felt better immediately. So it was, it was, it was incredible after the fucking hospital, the pain had gone. That, that stomach issue had gone. The lightheadedness eventually faded from not hitting that fucking vape anymore. But now this anxiety has been looming over and been kind of like happening sporadically. Hard to sleep. <sighs> Hard to sleep sometimes. And, um, and I don't know why. Um, maybe it, it, I think it might just be all, all the things I'm talking about that experience that I just had recently a month ago, seeing that, um, coming to grips with mortality, even though it's something that I think I'll be honest with you guys. It's something that I think about every day. I think about death every day and that's probably fucked up. Maybe I shouldn't. Right. But for some reason, and I, I think it really, really started when I lost my best friend, when my best friend was shot and killed, he was 21, right? So, so it's been nine years of eight and a half, nine years of me thinking every day about death and my own mortality. And at first, when it first happened, I think that I used it as a motivational thing to really, really dive into my passions and dive into what I'm doing because fuck it, tomorrow might not be promised. Um, and I think now as I get older and I still think about that shit, it does motivate me to do stuff, but it also freaks me out because I feel like I have a lot of things I want to do. And you guys hear it, those that tune into the podcast, you know what I'm about. You know what I want to do in life and you know what I aspire to be and hopefully have family and this and that. And I think that my obsessiveness about things um, is starting to give me side effects. And these are the side effects. So, it, it, and it could be, it's a mix of things, right? I've been a, I've been a smoker for years. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm a fucking 30 year smoker or something like that, but you know, I've been smoking for a long, a while. Um, cigarettes when I was 21, I think. So that, that, kind of worries me in a sense, but it also doesn't because I just went to the hospital and got a CT scan of my body and everything was fine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
I think as you get older, you just start worrying about things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, at one day, one day it's going to happen. Whether it's, you know, whether it's tomorrow or in fucking 50 years, one day it'll happen and that's all up to God, right? The universe. Um, so I really got to just get out of my own head. And it's been making me hella emotional. I think it's, you know, fucking up my relationships a little bit. My friendships and my relationships with people. Because like I said, I'm not, I feel like I'm not fully here for some reason. Um, but you know, today's been a good day and well, let me tell you, I guess what, what works, what helps me. I have been cutting out the caffeine, right? I'm not drinking coffee. I'm not drinking sodas. I'm trying to eat healthy, um, which I eat relatively healthy. I'm not hitting that fucking vape, which has been. I think a big help because I don't have that lightheadedness anymore. I did buy a pack of cigarettes, which is not the best, but I've been hitting that here and there, right? I'll have like one every three days or something like that. I'll just kind of use it a little bit to kind of just chill out and, and smoke something because I ain't smoking weed anymore, you know, like, um, These things that I'm cutting out and kind of just doing to help my body. So trying to get my body in peak condition for me. So that's going to the gym a couple times a week and skateboarding. Skateboarding mentally and physically is really, really helping me out. Like I said, that's the only thing that really, really got me back to somewhat normal. So I've been skating a lot more throughout the weeks, at least three, four times a week. This week's been rainy, so not so much. Um, but those are the things that are helping me is, is being active. Also talking about it and talking to people. And again, I will say a big shout out to everybody who reached out to me, giving me their tips, um, giving me their stories on what they're going through or what they've gone through and what, how they've been dealing with it. Some people say they've been dealing with it their whole lives. Um, so, you know, just, just taking that in and listening to these people and taking things that, all right, maybe their tips really will work. Some of them are on medication. Some of them are not. Some of them are little tricks, uh, some, you know, but most, the core most thing is take care of your body um, and exercise and then just take it day by day. Um, so that's what I've been doing, just taking it day by day, trying to be better, trying to meditate a little bit, not so much. I try to two days maybe. <laughs> Like my thing is like, oh, I got to focus on breathing, right? Like right now I'm kind of having thing of breathing, but whatever. Um, and the whole meditation, it's like, okay, let's focus on our breath now. 
Breathe in, hold, breathe out for six seconds. It's like, I'm like, oh God, I got to, right? It's like, my whole thing is like, I want to not think about breathing, right? This shit just happens automatically. Fucking have it happen automatically, right? Why do I have to do that? So that's my only thing with the meditation, but I think it's good. Stretching. You know, waking up in the morning and stretching. And when I stretch, I kind of I feel like I'm praying in a sense. And the stretches that I'm doing. Uh, just these things to try and be a little better. Um, I think get your body right will then get your mind right. And now I got to work on my relationships with people. Because I've also been just kind of hiding as well um because i don't know what i should do should i rest should i take care should i rest a little bit you know i I was going hard i was going hard for a couple months of the music and this and that and the photography and out pretty much till late nights not terribly late late nights some nights some were pretty late where i'd have to you know where i'd go home at one 130 and wake up at five, right? Like that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. I also uh, have been cutting down on the alcohol. Not that I drink too much alcohol anyways, you know, especially on the weeknights. On the weeknights, if I go out and I go to these bars to play music, I'm having a beer, two beers, maybe, maybe three beers, but usually two beers or something like that. Nothing crazy. But I did notice that when I did move and had dealt with the whole relationship and breakup and moved out here, I started going out every weekend. I'm fucking, not only is it draining my wallet and spending money, but it's like I'm going out, I'm drinking more than I probably should or am used to um, or like to really. Um, So on those weekend nights that I was going out, and trying to meet girls and meet other people and just have a good time and play pool. It's like, yeah, bro, you're staying out till late and you're fucking drinking eight beers or something. Or if it's not beers that night, you're drinking whiskeys or whatever. And um, that's not good, right? I also read that that also gives people fucking anxiety. Now, when I go out, um, what I have noticed is if I go out to go play music, I'll have a beer that really relaxes me, right? It really chills me out. So I think one is fine. Um, I really think it's not a that big of a deal. I'm not like an, an alcoholic like that or drink like that. Um, but I did notice that that's something that I was doing more of. And maybe that has contributed to this. And like I said, it could just be all all of that shit. It could, I think that's really what it is, is all of this shit finally kind of coming together. And I almost, in a sense, look at this too, as like, uh, I'm going through something where I'm, I'm about to evolve into something else. And this is just part of that process that I'm going to have to deal with and manage because I feel like I am going through some sort of change, some sort of evolution within myself. And this is part of it, and this is the not-so-fun part of it.
but we will see what, what comes out on the other side. Um, I'm just trying to do better. You know, I'm just trying to do better. Well, I guess with that, it kind of goes into giving thanks. You know, like I said earlier, I'm thankful. Every day is a blessing. Even the rough days, even the bad days. It's a fucking blessing that I'm here, that I'm able to talk to you, that I'm able to share my music. Tonight's Tuesday night, so I'm going to go play music tonight. This week is is Thanksgiving. Tomorrow I'm leaving to Orlando to spend time with family. And I'm really, really looking forward to being with my family and just sharing that time and seeing if that really helps. And and just enjoying the time that we have. Uh, So, yeah, giving thanks, man. Give thanks to the people you love every day, not just this week. Not just on Thursday, like every fucking day, you know. And I know I'm not the best with that because I lay low and I hide and I keep to myself. But I'm starting to think that maybe keeping to myself so much is hindering me or hurting me. And I kind of just got to balance a little better. Um. Yeah. Tuesday. I, all right. So how about this? I'm going to change the topic now since I fucking poured my mental health bullshit on you guys. And I appreciate it for listening if you've made it this far. But I just want to let you know I did do the comedy. I did go out and do the comedy. <clears throat> and honestly, I did really well. Some people laughed here and there. But what really made me feel like I did fucking well and good is that the host fucking freaked out on me. (laughs) The host freaked out on me, man. And it was the most cringiest thing I think I've ever seen in an open mic ever. And I've been to so many open mics over the years through music, right? But that shit was wild. And if you're listening, dude, I'm sorry, but it was really cringe. So I go up and I have five minutes prepared, about five minutes in my head. And I go up and I do the whole thing. And honestly, I, did, I, I feel like I did great because I didn't forget all my, I didn't forget my shit at all. I did my whole set. I did all the jokes I wanted to do for the most part. Maybe I missed a couple. Um... I was very chill, very relaxed when I did it. And I feel like I had a good presence and I had laughs here and there, right? But boom, as soon as I go up, first fucking joke I do, I see the host and his other friend, this other comedian, these two comedians, freaking out, looking at each other, freaking moving around the table, freaking out, looking at the other comedians and telling them like this, like doing signs to them, like don't laugh or whatever the fuck they were doing. They were like, some bullshit, like, You know, they were like freaking out and I'm seeing that and I'm like, what the fuck? And so I, I just keep going on with my set. I ignore that. I kind of just turn over to the other side of the room and I'm like talking to the other side of the room. And, uh, 
So the first joke, I literally just go up and I say, well, you know, thanks for getting my name right. I appreciate it because something, you know, most times people get my name wrong. Instead of Alejandro, they'll go Alejandro. I'll order a coffee and they'll go Alejandro. Is Alejandro here? Right. Some chuckles there. And then I go on to say my full name. I go, uh, I go, any Spanish people in the house, any Latinos in the house. Some people, right. And that's when I see him freaking the fuck out, right? He's freaking out. And then I go, um, uh, Latinos, you know, we got, to the white people in the crowd, we got like 30 different names. You want to hear my full name? And I go ahead and tell him my full name. Alejandro, if I don't mind, you know, right? I just say my fucking full name with all my names. <clears throat> I mean, they are freaking out. The two dudes, I'm seeing them like rolling over their chairs, not laughing, like pissed. And so whatever, I keep going on with my set. That was just like an opening whatever that I wanted to do. I thought it was a good icebreaker to do. I was like, oh, they'll call my name up. Maybe this will be a perfect uh, intro into this little quick joke. And then I'll go on into what I really want to say. So anyways, I go on, I do my whole thing. And as the second I get off, the host gets up there with another comedian. And they go up and they start grabbing the mic and they're like freaking out. And it's like, look, man, I just want to let you know, you know, um, people stealing jokes and this and that. I have a very similar joke. Not saying you stole it, but I have a very, very similar joke. And then he and then he goes on to say the joke. He says like pretty much takes like three minutes <laughs> to say his joke. And it wasn't even like mine. It was not even like mine, dude. Now, it was similar in that. In that we both talked about our Spanish names. And then he comes up to me, right? He comes up to me after. And uh, he's like, hey, man, you know, I don't want to discourage you or anything like that. I didn't want to make you upset. I'm like, I'm not. I feel like you're the one that's upset, bro. (laughs) You're upset, clearly. He's like, well, you know, man, I just don't like people stealing jokes. I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. I've never even heard you. I've never even heard you before. Well, how the fuck could I steal your joke, right? And then I go and tell him, that was my first time ever, right? And he was blown away. That was your first time? I didn't know that, dude. I thought you were a comedian. It's like, no, dude, I'm not. I just came here to try it out for my first time. And uh, and then I was like, listen, man, why don't you just come up to me next time? Or whoever does something like that, just come up to us next time. And talk to like, if you come up to me like a fucking man, after the show, hey, bro, I actually have a really similar joke to that. It's not the same joke, but it's very similar. Do you mind not doing that here? Sure, no problem, dude. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, I wasn't attached to that joke. That I thought it was just something I could say, you know, whatever. And then I had my other comedian friend who got me out there. And he told me, he's like, yeah, no, it's just, you know, that's like a Spanish joke that most Spanish comedians make. That's like one of those first intro jokes that you kind of, just starting out. And, um, so I get that. I get that. It's like, bro, I'm just starting. (laughs) I'm just starting out. Right. And so I was supposed to go the week after that and I wasn't discouraged at all. It was just, I, then I just started dealing and it just kind of all happened. I started dealing with all this mental health bullshit after. And so I haven't been going, um, I'm going to try and go today. I'm going to try and go today with like a new, whole new set. 
I haven't really been feeling like it, but I really might just push myself to go do it. Because, you know, fuck it, you know. Um, and yeah, just, just going to try and do these jokes. I have jokes about anal, right? And I'm sure they'll freak out about that because what other fucking comedian doesn't joke about anal? But listen, like, I'm not going to say the same bullshit you're saying. I know that for a fact. You know, um, cause you don't got my fucking mind. Uh, yeah. So clearly I'm a little salty about it, but not really. I just think it's different. It's, um, I've seen it. <clears throat> I've seen the vibe that comedians have and I've seen the vibe that musicians have and not saying that musicians can't be, you know, cutthroaty or not nice people either it's just been more of an open thing and um a warm thing especially up here and the for the most part the musicians i've met we keep each other going we inspire each other rather than get jealous you get inspired right rather than feel threatened you get motivated that's the fucking difference and one the thing that i've noticed with comedians is that they are more egotistical than a musician is, right? I mean, you would think a musician's up there playing guitar or whatever, and it's like, damn, yeah, the spotlight on him. But no, no. These fucking people that hold the mic and talk shit yell into the fucking microphone, most of them. They're just so beyond, um, I can't even say ego because maybe they are self-conscious. I just think they need like a validation. And I don't need that validation. I don't give a shit, really. But I think for a lot of them, they do. And so they get threatened. But it's like, I go there sometimes to see it. And I've seen it before, various you know comedians before the past few years and other venues and this and that. And if it's like an open mic of comedians, most comedians don't laugh for other people. And I get it. You know, you might hear them say the same joke every week, and that's not necessarily the best, right? But but damn, man, you're there to support each other. Like, especially the new people, right? You should support them and, and encourage them, not be all like pissy that they're doing okay, that they're doing well for their first time, you know? Um and it's like, if it's your first time, you're going to suck, bro. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't, uh, oblivious to the idea that I'm going to go up and eat shit probably, but I did not think it was going to be so cringy. And that's what made me feel like I did really well. <laughs> that's what made me feel like I crushed it was that I got that sort of reaction out of two comedians that they thought that I somehow stole their shit somehow. It's like I didn't at all. Never even seen them. So that just goes to show that I think that the reason I've been wanting to go do comedy and try it out is because I know that there's something there. And so clearly there's something there. And the more I go to polish it and get better at, then I know that something will really, really be there. And if I go out there... And I say a similar joke or say something the same. Like, I remember the guy was saying, you know, when you said, we're my Latinos, it's like, bro, who, what comedian doesn't fucking say that? What comedian doesn't say, where's my white people? Where are my black people at? Where am I this, that? I've seen comedy. 
so many fucking comedians. That's a universal thing, right? It's like it's like me getting mad at another rapper or musician for using the same set of words to rhyme with. Oh, bro, I have a I have a song where like I rhymed with uh fucking cat and bat and sat just like that. And, uh, yours is different and mine's a little different, but dude, you know, I use those words, right? Like that's fucking stupid, dog. That's fucking stupid. So that's going to be the one thing that is like, uh, I know that a lot of them reached out to me after and they're like, yo, we want you to keep coming. And I know that they felt really bad and I'm like, oh, keep coming. And I should, I really will go out there and keep, keep doing it today. I should fucking do it. It's in like three and a half hours. I got to get out of here to go do it. And if I eat shit, whatever. And if they get mad at me, whatever. (laughs) Whatever, dude. I tried it. I'm probably going to keep trying it. I think there's something there. I just wish that they were more. And this isn't just this place. I'm just saying comedians. This is what I've observed with the comedy scene. Is um, I'll say I'll say this. Rap hip-hop like rap shows that type of shit not musicians like musicians and rap is a different thing you know rappers are very similar to comedians that can get cutthroaty that's the only other music place i've seen where it's like cutthroaty um stepping over each other and people getting threatened if someone does better than them they get threatened it's like nah bro I get inspired. I want people to do better than me. I want people to be up there. They go up there and be good. Why the fuck would you want shitty people up there, right? (laughs) Why would you want shitty people to go up there so that a mediocre person could look good? No, dude, that's not going to make you better. What's going to make you better is if you have people that push you to be better, that motivate you to be better. Um, and that's what I have with the music. Um, so tonight that you know I've I'm got off this week I have no excuse as to not go. Last week it was because I had a, a meeting at work and then I got off a little later from work and I got here and then it was it's just a long long day. If, when I leave from seven in the morning um, seven in the morning at work to then come home for to be here for an hour to then go to the open mic to then drive over to the other open jam and get home at like one. 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. That's that's too long of a day, you know. So I gotta pick and choose what days I go out to the comedy thing. And it might be good because <clears throat> although it might take longer to get good, it might also give me more time to work on material and uh, work out my own things. So to wrap it up, thank you for you know you guys tuning in, and again, thank you to everybody that's been helping me out that's been supportive of me and that have reached out and you know has worried about me um i'm gonna try my best to do better every day you know it really is a blessing um i'm gonna seek help from a therapist maybe that'll help me out talking to somebody instead of just talking to myself into this fucking microphone (laughs) Like a crazy person, I'm gonna show this show the the podcast to this person. They're gonna put me in this fucking psych ward. Um, and and maybe just have a good cry from time to time. <laughs> I think that's also a thing, right? 
is I don't have enough good cries. At least men don't have a good cry from time to time. Because again, you probably meant to you shown to bottle that or whatever it is that men have instinctually inside is to just bottle the fucking oh, no, I gotta be a man, bottle the pain. <sighs> but sometimes you just gotta let out a good cry, right? Um all right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. If I don't see you guys, I'm gonna try and have a podcast with my homie uh Austin Allison tomorrow night. I'm going to do my best to try and get out there for him and uh, see him. I know we had a great podcast last time. But if I don't see you guys till after the holidays, happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Um, tell everybody you have around you that you love them, whether you're having a Friendsgiving or a Thanksgiving with your family. Um, you know, it's all love. It's all love. Every day is a blessing. Thank God that we're all here. Do what you love. Um, if you're dealing with these sorts of mental health, these these anxieties like I am and like the countless other people in the world that are that are dealing with this type of shit, you know, and you want to talk about it, feel free to talk and and reach out to me. You can reach out at my Instagram at Roman the Stoic. You can even reach out to me through the podcast. If you don't have Instagram, if you don't have social medias, you can reach out to me through the podcast, I believe. Um through the anchor thing you can just hit the link all right but peace and love everybody god bless Pretend and shit just comes from the south. 
Entiendo lo que soy, entiendo lo que fui Contento con mi gente y la gente conocí Hangueando con mis panas, con la loca y la free Caminan en mis botas y te botan como he Varo, claro, en el bueno y uno malo Uno es fuerte y uno es bravo Trabajador pero vago, fumando en el carro Al lado tengo la vista de un lago Y la memoria regresan Profunda y hasta pesan Uy, las mujeres que me besan Vuelven a recordar y se regresan I don't know what I'm searching for I've been looking high and low Got nothing to show Puedo ver lo que yo debo escoger Y no lo pueden entender yo tengo que hacer Even though I'm gonna see it today This ain't a life I could pretend And shit just comes from the south